You're listening to Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official podcast of Lingerie Fighting Championships. And now, here's your host, Michael Lutkin! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships podcast. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me today is certified trainer and just an overall male in Monroe mixed with muscles worship and just an overall beautiful human being internally and externally, the one and only Muscle Maryland. How are you, Maryland? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate you having me on here. You are so welcome. First of all, folks, what I love about LFC is we give the platform I've had on fans from here, LFC personnel, the LFC CEO, Sean Donnelly, but I love having on the prospects as well. A lot of the new people coming into LFC have the vast interest into LFC, and plus it gives you a great platform to tell your story, and we get to find out a lot more about these amazing human beings. So we'll start it off here. Before we even get into LFC, you, my friend, if you have not checked out Marilyn on her Instagram game, she's always up in the mix training, being that trainer that she she is. She's working on our legs. She's working on the arms, really staying positively proactive on the fitness side of things. So I have to ask you, talk about your journey with fitness because you're a personal trainer, you're a certified trainer, you're motivating people, you're really hyping people up, you're helping people, which is a wonderful thing. How did everything come into fruition for that on this journey of yours? You know, I think like probably with a lot of people in their fitness journey, for me, it started when I was young. I Uh, My grandmother got me involved in dance, ballet, tap, jazz, tumbling. And I did that from about four years old to 12. And then, you know, I was starting middle school, high school, and I wanted to kind of get a little bit more involved in the school sports, but I was still creative and doing band and choir. But I kind of thought, you know what, I, I could be into like running So I started cross country running and track and just got really good at that. Um, And so I've been a runner for most of my life. And from, you know, end of middle school up until basically the pandemic, I would be out every day logging in the miles, three, four miles a day up to when at my height of my running career, I was doing 10 miles a day. Um, and training for marathons and ultras. So I was like really into that for a long time. Um, And then obviously the pandemic hit. And I think that just affected everyone with their either deciding to start their fitness journey or change things. Um, And so I had like a little opportunity to start doing some weightlifting uh, at a friend's like home gym. And I got into it. So then after that, um, I started, once the gym started opening up, I just really started to dive in and hone in my craft. And like very quickly, I got my, uh, I became a certified personal trainer, which you can do through all sorts of different programs online. And, um, and so that's what I did. And then I got hired at a big iron gym, which is in Seattle. And so I worked there for about a year before I decided to move out here to Las Vegas. So now I'm here in Vegas and um, I've only been here for about a month. And um, actually, as of today, got hired as a trainer at Burn City Fitness at their boot camp. So I'll be a fitness instructor there uh, starting Monday is my first day, but I'm just training. So 
yeah, we'll see what that, what that brings to me, but I absolutely love helping people. And, um, I know that in, you know, I put on muscle very well and very fast. And so a lot of people look up to me and comment on that. And so I love to be a little source of inspiration for people and, um, make them feel seen and heard in the gym. Cause I know it's an intimidating place, especially for women, especially when you have no background, it, it can be scary to walk in there and be around big sweaty guys and think that, you know, you're being judged for not knowing what you're doing, but that's not the case. So uh, I love to empower people in their, in their journey because it's been so, uh, so big in my life and so important to me. So <laughs> First off, congratulations on the job, by the way. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. You're very welcome. Now, first of all, I love this as well, because we talk about this a lot. I mean, with the dance background, and I'll say this as well, folks, dance is also very something to get into, because what I love about it too as well, when I was a kid, my mom was into ballroom dancing. So I remember seeing her videos as a kid and dance, there's a lot of technique and there's a lot of art that goes into it. But what I also love is the fact that you're constantly running. I mean, you remember when you're a kid in your gym class and you're doing shuttle runs and the mile runs, and you remember you used to run all the way around the track. You take what you learn from like gym, but also apply it to your craft and like in real life. So what I think is awesome about that too, as well. And we mentioned staying positively proactive, like you brought up the pandemic right there. Like it's hard because you're jonesing to do something. You can't go anywhere. It's, it's rough, but also at the same time, there's a lot of home gyms people did. There's also a lot of stuff that really made you not like go out your mind, but also at the same time, I think it brought a lot of people together to really realize, okay, now that I'm not doing something, what can I do to help improve myself, improve my surroundings? So there's a lot of stuff people could do creatively that really fluctuates and really, you know, lets them flourish and blossom to the person that they are. So there's a lot of really positivity you could take from such a very turbulent time. Oh, I completely agree. And I remember just like, so this is kind of interesting. I lived on a boat when I was in Seattle. And so I, um, during the pandemic, I was on my boat. And so I obviously don't have access to anything on there, except for I had a pair of 10 pound dumbbells and my yoga mat. So I would do all sorts of like little home, home, home boat workouts while I was on there. And then obviously getting off the boat to go for a run and and things like that. But thankfully I had a friend who um, had a, you know, had a little gym in their garage. And since there was, we, everyone had so much time on their hands, I was able to kind of ease into it and like there was no pressure and I could just kind of figure things out slowly without, um, you know, feeling like, oh, I've only got one hour between, you know, work and, you know, I only have this sort of a small amount of time. So um, I was able to take advantage and really learn a lot during that time and have a place to work out for free. That's huge. <laughs> so that kind of laid a foundation, but I obviously had the foundation of dance and gymnastics and ballet from being young. So, you know, it's not like I, it was foreign to me how to feel think how to feel different muscle groups or what I was supposed to be feeling in my body. So um super thankful for that. But now like as a trainer myself, like I, loved when I can see somebody connect with their body and um honestly it's like these little wins like how do we get like we want to be you know I always tell everyone like yeah we see a lot of extreme transformations on uh like social media and then we you know that you know we kind of like 
become accustomed to it, but it's really about just these tiny little daily wins. Like you just want to get 1% better every day. That's what we're talking about because like, that's what's sustainable and gives you so much longevity. Like that's, what's going to make you be a strong old man or woman, right? Like just these little tiny daily habits. And like, that's really what I'm about when I'm working with people one-on-one at the gym and just like my philosophy and how I talk to people because that's the stuff that makes the biggest difference. These little, little tiny healthy choices that we make every day, that decision, oh, I, you know what, I don't feel like going to the gym, but you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go, even if it's not, even if you're not doing it a hundred percent, like going and showing up, it's the consistency. That's what makes the difference. And it's, yeah, it's huge. Agreed. And I, first of all, I got to add to your point there, because what you said is very operative and imperative here. What I love about it, too, as well, like I'll say this straight up and down like six o'clock. My weight has fluctuated over the years, but I managed to keep myself at a good weight. And what I love about it, too, as well, I have to maintain it just because I also look at it from a spiritual side of things, because God wants us all to wake up every day and just to be the best that we can be. And I think from that standpoint as well, it leads to the healthy mindset. It leads to a healthy soul. And I also think it helps us really stay on our path to where we want to go. Like for you, I mean, it's got to not be hard going from Seattle to Las Vegas. You're going to the West Coast. It's a new journey. You've only been there for a month. So he has put you into that hands of, hey, certified personal trainer allowing you to help people we're just doing god's work but also at the same time we know our purpose and we just want to apply our craft because if you look at life in itself it's an art form we all have different endeavors everything that we want to pursue but at the same time that's what living's all about but also that's at the same time what we're all about as people so there's so many different levels and layers to look at it and i think the way that you look at it is just absolutely wonderful and i think that'll translate and transmogrify with a lot of people that you work with Absolutely. Amen to that. Like, I think uh, not, you know, I've done a lot of different things in my life, but nothing feels as, as correct to me as this pathway that I'm on Um, my own personal fitness journey, and then um, helping others with theirs and like, understanding emotionally what people are going through, because I've had so many struggles on my own journey, you know, with uh, various addiction, alcoholism, even issues with food, emotional eating, binge eating, other sorts of um, uh, food disorders. And so because of that, like, I really connect with people um, because I, I know a, a spectrum of the struggle. And I know what what it means to be in a dark place. And I also know what it means when you're consistent and you just show up every day and how you can pull yourself out of it. So for me, like, I don't see another pathway anymore than this one, like, because it's kept me so sane. It's kept me um, so full that I want to just keep sharing it with people. Like, why wouldn't I? It's it feels good. It feels right, you know? Right. And I can speak for myself as we all have been down the dark path. The best way I can describe it and from my personal experience, I know you can equate to this as well. It's pretty much like you feel like, okay, wake up, do this, just go on. It's like you're going through the motions and people don't realize like how important each motion, each step that you take is in life. So you have, I think it's looking at from that different perspective, but also at the same time, it's like, why would you want to live that life? Because then you're going to be miserable and only misery will take you down a dark path and a dark road. So if you are looking at it from a different perspective, 
perspective. Everybody has a different lens, as I always say. Everybody has a different way of looking at things. I think like you mentioned there, staying positively proactive, being on that right path. And I look for what you're doing, which again is very wonderful, but also at the same time, a lot of people can relate to the storytelling because a lot of girls in LFC, how this equates is they've gone through alcoholism. They may have been in a domestic relationship that was bad, abusive relationships. There's been a lot of the girls that have been in their past, but they found this avenue, this platform that is LFC. It's like, hey, I could kick butt. I could take names. It's an art form. It's body confidence. And here we are. And then here you are into the mix. And we'll tie this in here. How did you really find out about LFC? Social media is a beautiful thing, by the way, because it gives us more platforms and that positive side of things. But you looking at the LFC product and the landscape of LFC, what kind of gravitated you towards the product? So, well, this is sort of another, um, the other reason sort of for my move to Las Vegas in general, like there's a multitude of reasons. One was to follow my fitness path. And I knew that there was going to be more opportunity out here. But the other one is I knew that there was going to be opportunity for me in, in this, um, in my other realm, which is my sort of muscle Maryland online persona. Um, and I'm, I knew that Las Vegas would have something for that to flourish. And I wasn't sure what it was. And so then finding LFC on social media, I'm like, okay, like that's the pathway that I was looking for that, you know, coming from, I've been in the, you know, PNW in Seattle for the last nine years of my life. And, there's just nothing like that there. And uh, it just wouldn't fly there. But in my heart and the type of person I am, like, that's what I was looking. I'm looking for these types of opportunities, right? So I knew that even if I didn't know what it was yet, that I knew to get here and I would start to find it. And then within, you know, 30 days, I'm finding all these opportunities right away. So that's another reason I know. I'm on the right path. <laughs> well, what I love about it too is as well, LFC folks, for those who are not familiar, lingerie fighting championship, a little bit of MMA, a little bit of wrestling and a little bit of clothing. What I love <laughs> about the Avenue too, as well is I equated to the LFL. Like we had the lingerie football league. It's badass women applying their craft. It's football, but with sexiness applied to it. I mean, you look at what the WWE was and there's a lot of women that came from the bodybuilding world. You look at a woman like Trish Stratus who had an amazing career, Victoria. I mean, I kind of equate this with the Maryland thing, with the muscle Maryland, with the Maryland Monroe, but with muscles. Like, you look at a woman like in Tony Storm and All Elite Wrestling AEW, right? She has, like, the Marilyn Monroe hair now, and she's kind of playing every – so that's, the gimmick is she lost the title, right? So she's so distraught. It has that vibe of, like, a 1950s actress, like, who's so distraught out on her luck she can't get apart. But she's like, I'm Tony Storm. What is this? You know, she's just upset. So you have that different role, and it works from the character development side of things. And I think it's all in the name from the nickname side of thing with LFC because we've never had, like, a muscle Marilyn or something with muscle in the title. We've had so many names and nicknames that's all in a name with the entrance but i think adding you to the mix here i think that just sums it up and makes your uniqueness and your personality really shine through you know thank you yeah um i i've played around with some different names um as well so i didn't start with the muscle maryland but i did use the i used muscle mommy for a while um but <laughs> there's about a hundred muscle mommies online. And I thought, you know what, even though um, it was a little bit of a trendy name, so I went with it for a bit, um, but it didn't ever, it didn't like totally fit me. And so it was a little while until, um, you know, people started 
bringing up the Marilyn and, you know, it's because I, I cut my hair a little shorter. And so it was a little longer for a while. And so, you know, that's why I, I didn't connect it for a while. And then people started, oh, you kind of look like Marilyn, but, you know, like with muscle. And then when I started thinking about that more and more, I'm like, that's kind of the perfect name. And there are some photographs of Marilyn Monroe doing uh like doing some um bench press and strict overhead press she's wearing jeans and her little like cone bra and I love those shots because they're the weight she's doing is so lightweight but like you know like this is kind of like the beginning because at that time period a lot of women weren't lifting weights at all so to even have any photographs of her doing that is just like so rad and like nobody else was even doing that at the time and you know she's got her little barbell and then you know these are the things that kind of pave the way for where we are now and like man I can't even imagine like like not like not being muscular at this point like people look like comment on it on the street you know people come up to me and uh it's really cool because it's like um you know uh I just get to transform my body every day and it transforms my body and and my mind while I'm doing it and yeah so (laughs) The, the look and the, the name, it, it all is uh, cool. It makes me feel really good and powerful. And I can't wait to, to bring it in the ring. <laughs> now for you, I'm going to ask you, because the training that goes into it, folks, if you look at a woman like Kira Batara, who did a lot of the seminars and stuff with LFC, helping a lot of these girls, she came from the MMA world and she also does a lot of work in the wrestling industry. I think both worlds combined is absolutely awesome, which we see nowadays with women like Ronda Rousey, who went from MMA to the WWE. Like, I love just the overall connection there. And I think with you now, how excited are you for the training side of things? You get to know some MMA and some holds. There's some wrestling that goes into it. You really get yeah. to play your craft. And a lot of people don't realize because they look at the L in the title and they think, okay. And she's women around rolling around in lingerie because people just are so fixated on the L word that they don't realize like, hey, there's a lot that goes into it just besides being sexy and empowering and body confident women. There's a lot of work that goes into this. So for you, how much forward and how much are you really looking forward to diving into the world of MMA and wrestling and really showcasing yourself from the physical side of things? Oh, I'm very excited. I like I haven't even mentioned this to you yet, but I have already been um, changing my current training, uh, my current gym training to prepare a little bit. So I've been bringing in a lot more um, athletic explosive movements in my daily training to prepare for when we do start training for the ring, because yes, I, you know, Obviously, I ha- I'm muscular and built, but that can hold you back because if the muscle is a little bit too big, you may not have as much mobility or you might be more out of breath. It's harder to breathe. Your heart is working harder. So for me, um, I'm preparing by adding in all this like really explosive and athletic uh, movements. And so when I do get when we are ready to start training in the ring, like I'm going to be ready to go and I'm really excited because it's yeah like obviously I am a beautiful woman but I I got a you know I got a dark side too so I'm excited to bring that out (laughs) I'm really excited training it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great and grueling I'm sure 
Well, I like the fact that you like to bring the dark side. I think a lot of people, and, and I always equate it to like, you look at like 2002 with Jennifer Lopez when she was in Enough and she's kicking her husband's ass. Like a lot of people have that 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 mindset too. And what I like about it too as well, you get to unleash the beast, but also at the same time, what's really cool about it. Like we mentioned, there's MMA, there's wrestling. A lot of these girls are very much into like jujitsu and Muay Thai and you get to learn the different crafts, which is awesome. And what I also like about it too as well, we mentioned the word L for lingerie. It's it's all about making moments and making memories. And but from the moment you come out of that curtain, it's just making the most of your time because time is key in anything that you do, and especially in the craft that is lingerie fighting championships. So for you, Muscle Maryland, I have to ask for the styling and profiling side of things. What are we looking at for the lingerie? What kind of lingerie are you into? What are you thinking? You know what I'm saying? Because lingerie is very key. We talk about the sexiness, the voluptuosity factor. What are we thinking lingerie style? Well, you know, I'm definitely going to have to spend a little time researching to get like my signature look, but it has to throw back to that, that kind of little bit of a 50s style, right? Like to fit my muscle, Marilyn, um, finding something a little bit retro, maybe searching around for some vintage looks and then getting them tailored or altered to fit my body and maybe have a little bit of a modern take on it, I think would be you know a little bit of maybe some fishnets but definitely a structured bra like is a big part of that time of that time period and how can I throw homage to Marilyn you know and what can I do to give my own flair to it um that's kind of what I I see a lot of pinks and a lot of reds (laughs) because I I don't wear without my lipstick (laughs) I like that. I think what every is everybody's very unique with what they wear for the lingerie style things. I mean, I equate it to Vita Von Starr, who also does a lot of work in pro wrestling. Like she's very much into like the goth. You look at like a heavy metal style things. Like she had like a little chains and stuff on her lingerie. Like I like that because if you look at how popular that type of genre is, it's like you walk into a hot topic and you're just like at home for a lot of the talents there. So that works. And I think what's great about it is style. Like Marilyn Monroe is in. Everybody loves nostalgia. Everybody loves this type of genre. And I think what's great about it too is it's you just being yourself. And that's the ultimate goal. May you sound cliche, but with everything, be yourself is very important in LFC and just in life in general. So for me, I can't wait to see you make your debut. There's a lot of great talents on the rise. There's Bella Madison. There's Sheena, the Hungarian Hurricane Bathory. We had Holly Dunaway on the last show, four-time pro kickboxing world champion. So there's a lot of people that have really garnered and really gravitated toward LFC. And you were just one of many that are gravitated toward it. So I can't wait till you make your debut. I can't wait either. I think it's going to be um, a really incredible journey for me. And yeah, I'm I'm stoked to to get the ball moving. That's for sure. I mean, you're in a great place like Las Vegas, the fighting capital of the world, the combat side of things. And I'm going to tell you some folks, even though I was in Vegas for a short time, two uh, shows ago doing the ring announcing, it's there's nothing like Las Vegas. It's just the environment, just the overall thing that goes in Las Vegas. I can't explain it. And I'll say this. I know you've been there for a month now, but once you get to Las Vegas, you can't explain it. Like just the environment around it. It's very fun. It's it's a great atmosphere. Absolutely. I... <laughs> I have been wanting to make this move to Las Vegas for um, about two years now. So now that I'm here, it feels extremely authentic. Just like we were saying, I'm following that path and I'm excited to get started in this, in the, um, in the, in the fighting world here and, and see what I can make of it and hopefully get some fans. I I think you'll transform. I mean, you got rest her soul. You look at a woman like China and what the career and the influence she had on women in the WWE. Like, like, 
Right, exactly. And a lot of people don't realize it. I mean, you know, strip away what she had. I know she had a lot of demons, but I think you have to realize you look at a woman like China, you look at a woman like the Glamazon Beth Phoenix and WWE Hall of Famer, like stuff like that translates. And what I always talk about, what I love talking about with fitness is too. And for me, folks, you know, beauty, strength and dominance. It's not just the name of the show. It's a mindset. Like I'll tell you straight up. I love all women, different shapes and sizes. It doesn't matter to me. But what's very interesting about it. And I always hated this as a kid. And a lot of it people talk about the ignorance. Like you were talking about in the gym, like you're with a lot of these sweaty guys. And it's very interesting, the women, male, female dynamic in there. But what I was always, I hated this term and it sticks out. And it comes up with a lot of the talent I talk to, like mannish, just because it's like, oh, you're a girl. You want to build muscle. You want to be fit. And people don't look at it like that. They think you're just trying to look like a man or do like a man. And I'll quote China, don't treat me like a woman. Don't treat me like a man. Treat me for just who I am. It's yeah. that it's that mindset where I just, you hate the term managed, but also at the same time, it's like, you think we've come so far, but there's still that slight bit of ignorance. But I think in today's society, especially in the year 2023, there's a lot of equality and we're seeing a lot of level of acceptance and so to speak, which I still think is very imperative. I think so too. I think um, it's an interesting dynamic. I will say in real life, when I'm out and about doing things, I get some looks and oftentimes, um, even compliments on my physique and on my appearance. Um, but like when I was just prepping for my last bodybuilding show and, you know, every, I was very shredded, a lot of muscles were really coming out. Um, you know, I would get those comments. Oh, you look like a man. And then if you look at like real pro high level um, women's physique and women's bodybuilding, if you look at some of their comment sections, they can be pretty, pretty gross. Mm -hmm. Um, very rude men, um, you know, with with no profile picture and some like, you know, line of UE123 like username saying, oh, you look like a man. Oh, why even wear a bra? All these things. It's like, <laughs> like literally like we are all following whatever our path and whatever our heart is like. You know, like it is so empowering to be a woman with in in the gym and and building muscle because for me like you know in a in there was a you know a time before this where I wasn't very muscular but of course I was still attractive and cute and best believe that got taken advantage of in different in different arenas right and so walking around now and having this muscle on me it gives me a confidence it gives me a strength and it kind of lets people know you know what don't don't mess with me unless you're you know looking to get you know stay out of my way a little bit and so that is extremely empowering and so like yeah I think the men that talk about the mannish or you know you look like a man like they're hot you know they're hiding behind their profiles and they're really intimidated honestly like there's no other reason to to say like that to a woman who can obviously just beat your ass <laughs> so it's a complicated it's you know it's complicated out there though you know in some in some ways I think um, cause I feel it firsthand, right. In some ways I feel celebrated when I'm out and about, but when you have the guys, the computer, um, in front of you, then there's another world that can treat you, uh, you know, negatively, but then also there's many men who love muscular women and, and they're on there too, supporting it. So, you know, you get this big mix and uh, it can be interesting to navigate for sure. We'll do the sound effect here since it's in front of me.
It's the keyboard warriors is what it is. It's the keyboard warriors, as they say. But no, and I, and I don't mean to be mean like that, but I also find it funny just because you look at social media and it has become the influx. It's like, okay, I'll say this on social media, but what if you see that person, that person in actual real life, in person? Like we've become so accustomed to just like go to Twitter. Now well, X, if you will. Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and so many platforms. And if, like you mentioned, it's like these profiles that they just have an egg on there. There's no face. It's just nothing. So why don't we see what you look like you know what i'm saying but we're in such a day and age where the technological side of things and mind you technology has advanced it has it really has but we have lost the term of just speaking face to face hey if we got a problem or just in general that's life in itself and there's positive and negatives there's pros and cons to everything but i also believe and i've been taught we all been taught this at a young age if you got nothing nice to say then don't say it at all you know what i'm saying that's the point that's the point. And people don't live up to that just because we want to, it's more of this. And I've used this image right here. Ready? It's more of this now instead of this. So that's a united, not divided front, which is, an, which is a shame, which is still out there. You know, I agree. It's a shame. I think, um, I think for some men, seeing a really strong, muscular, powerful woman is just so incredibly intimidating to them that instead of seeing um, that woman for her beauty and how how hard it is to get to that appearance, to what she must be going through to, to um, work that hard, to look like that, instead of seeing it like that, they just don't understand it. They're intimidated. And then um, instead of thinking through that and maybe deciding to just not say anything, it's like, they have the power of the keyboard. They have their little, you know, they have their phone in front of them and they know that they can get away with it. And so they can say whatever they want, um, which is unfortunate. But, you know, with something like LFC, we know that the people watching that are supporting it, right? Because they love it. <laughs> it's so funny too. And I love it. And I'll add two points to it because you actually brought up a great point. I love this. I love the <laughs> dynamic here, but here's what I got to bring up to you. Jolene, the Valkyrie Hex is our current LFC European champion, LFC champion, and the booty camp champ chain holder. So she's the champ, 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 as she likes to call herself, folks. Jolene, the Valkyrie Hex is a beautiful woman. She is very, you know, she's muscular, but she's also very petite, and she looks great. She has that model type, but she looks fabulous at what she does. Then there's women like Monica Flowerbaum Garcia. There's women like Shelby the Panther Paris who are featured in the LFC calendar. Do they look like Jolene? No, very curvy, but also very muscular. Dare I say, as Disturbed once saying, down with the sickness, we're down with the thickness, if you will, folks. We're down with the thickness. So there's that side of it where it's muscular, but you could be curvy. You know what I'm saying? It's like Black Street, no diggity, no doubt. Curves the words. Right? Like you have to have that different uniqueness and diversity, which goes into everything. And it's funny, like I can tell you as an experience here, like you talk about beauty, I always say, and I love how you brought this up, there's levels and layers to everything, like internally and external beauty. There's levels and layers how people feel, you know, view the lens of how they view a beautiful woman. When I was a teenager, like I'll be honest with you, a lot of the girls that were into myself from an attraction standpoint, a lot of curvy girls, you know what I'm saying? A lot of big girls, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? If you have a nice personality and we have that law of attraction, we connect. It's a beautiful thing. Who cares what they look like? If they're beautiful in your eyes, I the beholder. And then you'd have friends and I've experienced this myself. They look at you like, dude. And I'm like, I like her. 
What's the, big, what's the problem? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's my life. I, I mean, you may not like her, but I like her. You know what I'm saying? If I want to go out with her, if I want to spend some time with her and do whatever, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? There's that such dynamic of people just don't understand the equality, the diversity. They just, because they're so accustomed to, and we've seen in the 90s, beautiful women. You look at a woman like Naomi Campbell, Michael Jackson in the closet, the infamous music video. You look at a woman like Tyra Banks, gorgeous, America's Next Top Model. You know what I'm saying? Been in so many movies and shows. We've come a long way since that, like you mentioned, Marilyn Monroe, but things evolve and we see now a better life of just equality and people really shining in and shining through. You need that. Just diversity is key in everything. Diversity is key. And when it comes to like physical strength, like, okay, yeah, like the shredded bodybuilder look looks cool. I get it. But it's not that strong because when you get that lean, you are... um you're losing strength to get to that point. So if you look at like some power lifters, for example, some women who are really pushing some big ass weights, they're big girls because you can't weight pushes mass pushes mass, right? If you want to pick up some heavy freaking deadlifts and bench press weight, like really heavy, like you gotta be a big girl. Mm-hmm. Girls ain't going to do it. I mean, yes, there's technique involved, but like, what it comes down to is somebody that's eating a lot of food and training really heavily. Right. And, and, and they're going to be big. They're going to be big in every sense of the word because you have to be to, to, to lift the weight. Oh, great. And I mean, I've noticed that like firsthand. I remember as a kid, like going into, so I grew up on Long Island, New York. So I remember right down the road from me, about 10 minutes was the local Seven Eleven, right? So I remember there's you walk in, there's the food, of course, there's milk in the back, but over to the side, you have the magazines, like everyday muscle and fitness. Yeah. There was flex there. Like you get to see like what Marilyn is talking about here with just the shreds and just the technique and everything that goes into it. You see that visual image. And I think that's awesome. But I think you make a great point because I could even see that even as a kid, even as we got older, just looking at those magazine covers, there's a lot that's really saying about a certain image, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, you have to think like when it comes to bodybuilding it's an art form right like it is not normal to look like that because it's unsustainable you are very weak when you're at that super lean body you know lean barely any body fat because well to be that lean you're not eating very much and so uh and then it's harder to sleep and recovery is difficult etc etc there's a lot of factors to it and it is quite literally for that moment on stage and as soon as you're off stage you're reverse dieting and you're putting on you know for women you know 15 to 25 percent body fat in our off season is healthy and that's where a lot of growth is happening that's how how come in your off season you're lifting heavy ass weights and you're putting on all that muscle in your off season and you've got a little bit more body fat because you literally need it to do that (laughs) you can't you can't do it when you're super super lean it's just your body doesn't doesn't operate that way we need to be fed to grow (laughs) right and that's also what i i love how you stated like it is it's an art form bodybuilding and i've had a lot of bodybuilders on the show where i i love the you know the art and the craft that goes into it the poise and everything when they're on stage but i'm like y'all gotta watch what you eat and stuff like that like here's the thing like the eating like a lot of people don't understand the preparation that goes into it i'm like okay this over here this there's portion control there's everything that goes into it i'm like it takes a lot of discipline like with anything it takes discipline and it's exhausting yeah but the, the discipline right there man yeah it's the it's the discipline and and you know when you uh, there is a little, you know, when, once you get a 
once you see yourself at that level of leanness, it you you want you want to see it again. <laughs> so, yeah, so if there's a little bit of it. It's a little addiction almost. You like, oh, I want to see my shreddy appearance again, and and so that's why people keep competing, right? Because it's so you want to improve every time, um, but it's not for the faint of heart. It's very hard, and um, that's why you know you'll see people take one or two or even three years off just so that they can grow and eat normally and um work on their um relationship with food because that can get really messed up it's a big mental emotional psychological um you know uh mind game <laughs> really so you're like you can for some people it's easier but for some people it's not and so you know you have to spend more time working and healing through that um so yeah it's just like a, it, it's it's complicated complex uh all for the art right all for <laughs> all for this moment on stage <laughs> so pretty much what you're saying it's like a facebook relationship it's complicated i, I like it <laughs> very complicated very complicated and i myself go back and forth with do i love this or well what i really love is training i really love going to the gym i love being strong and putting on muscle um the food is the hardest part. <laughs> the training is the best part, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, to see the end result is pretty addicting. So it's a little cycle, right? Well, of course. And what I also got to add to this, first and foremost, like you mentioned, like you're during the pandemic where you're on your on the boat. It's like a houseboat and you're doing yoga and stuff. The image that I have in my head and I'm going to put this out there. So I'm in 31 right now, right? And I grew up in the 90s, but my mom used to love it in the 80s. I have that image of like Sonny Crockett, Don Johnson, when he had Elvis the alligator in his boat. That's what I picture like that. Like every time I think of like the boat, if you remember Miami Vice, he had the fat alligator like in the boat with him. <laughs> well, it wasn't quite like that, but... No. But I'm saying like, that's like some of the stuff that sticks with you. You know what I'm saying? Like the popular culture kind of influx in life. It's a beautiful thing. But what's also a beautiful thing, my friend, internally and externally, we got to talk about muscle worship here because you are on the grind on the OnlyFans side of things, which I'm going to say right now, if you've not checked out Marilyn here on OnlyFans, you, you do a lot of great content. And I got to say, it's a lot of great interaction with the fans. I got to put over the muscle worship because there's a lot of people that we have so many different fetishes and preferences that people are very unique that makes them as unique. You do your thing with the muscle worship side of things yeah so I kind of like I think when you you know when you start um like I was saying the men that you know for the all the amount of men that are negative towards women um female bodybuilders there's also a good niche of men who love it and they really love it um it's not just <laughs> it's not just like a, oh you look nice it's like I want to worship you so there is a I don't know what percentage of men there is like that but um I just started when I was uh you know starting to my physique started to look a little bit more muscular a little bit more full you know I would just get these little requests and men liking things and dming me little things and so then um, it was kind of easy at that time to just start my OnlyFans so that I could just channel everything to there. And um, I have a friend who uh, she doesn't make muscle worship content, but she's a great creator on on OnlyFans and on her Patreon, uh, Christy Jessica. And she actually uh, 
kind of opened my eyes to the community a little bit and showed me some different websites. And so that I could kind of like explore like what exactly, what kind of content do muscle worshipers like? What are they into? And then her and I filmed a few little skits together, filmed some little content, um, some lift and carries. Uh, a lot of guys love that. There's a, quite a few like Twitter accounts that are totally devoted to female lift and carries, <laughs> which is funny. Um, and then, so I just started doing that content and then um, I would get all sorts of like little requests people wanting very specific things. And the cool thing about OnlyFans for me is like, for the most part, it's pretty respectful because somebody is, you know, they are paying that entryway to talk to you. So um, a lot of the requests I got on there were, are really, uh, you know, they're in my wheelhouse, they're in my range. And so I'm happy to oblige. And I also think like of all the, of all the fetishes out there, like this is a cool one because it really allows, uh, it really allows the woman to be um, looked at and like, uh, uh, you know, as a goddess and worshipped. And, you know, of course, some men want to be um, maybe degraded or they like to be humiliated. That's sort of like one off offshoot of it. But some just like really, truly, literally want to worship the a muscular woman like it's their like it's it's not even that sexual like it's really like I, they love it and so like my OnlyFans is just like a platform for them you know for for that audience to uh see my shape and body in all the different seasons um, of course, I just got off of a bodybuilding prep. So some muscle worshipers love the shredded uh, physique, but a lot, a lot love the off-season thick uh, queen as well. So it's just a great platform for that. And then obviously anyone that knows about OnlyFans knows that Twitter is the promo central for that. So, and um, on there, I'm just you know, promoting my space and also communicating with other creators and sharing, retweeting and commenting on their stuff and vice versa. It's like a cool little like content creator uh, platform, I guess. You gotta put the hashtag thick queen in that, just hashtag yeah. thick queen. For exactly. <laughs> but it's so nice though, because there really is like, um, you don't have to just like have one look someone that is into uh, muscle worship, just like with anything, they're just going to have their, their own personal taste. So they'll gravitate towards you in different ways. And then I, um, uh, I guess we actually, before I started my OnlyFans, I did start my, um, a profile on FetLife. And so that probably has my biggest following on FetLife. And that's where I really started to learn about the muscle worship community because there's lots of groups and message boards and pages for it. So I kind of was able to navigate through there and figure out like a little bit of like what kind of content people like. People like a lot of like Tarzan stuff. <laughs> lots of fun stuff. <laughs> So I'm going to add on to that. I'm going to say this in the nicest possible way, and I'll speak from the respectable male point of view here. Uh, with us as men, 
we're freaks, but it's a good freak. And when I say that, I say that really in the nicest possible way. A lot of men are very curious, are very, you know, into stuff and really want to explore and expand their horizons in a good way. So a lot of some people do go over the top with it, but there's a lot of healthy, good way. And like you mentioned, muscle worship here. I learned a lot of it because Jennifer Thomas, a.k.a. Jenny Bloody Valentine, does Session Girls. There's a lot of wrestling involved. There's a lot of mixed stuff. But there's a lot of people in the fetish community that love the lift and carry type of stuff, that love the smothering type of stuff. Like if a woman's on you with their absolute muscles, they worship it. They love it. So there's a community and there's a tight knit group for that. And I think it's wonderful how the community is really embracing everyone and coming together. And also, like you mentioned with OnlyFans, what I love how you described it there and your overall interpretation of it. What I love too is not just that and there's the fan interaction, but the one common misconception that people take away from OnlyFans, it's that is just a lot of adult content and that rages towards the porn category. But I'm like, if you really look at it, not really. Like there's like you mentioned, like your muscle worship. There's some people over there that only do like cosplay stuff that really kind of ties into the gaming platform there's a lot of stuff that's on there that's not overly sexual and you can really have a lot of expansion within the product exactly i actually like oftentimes when i see somebody say something like negative about only fans like online you know on their maybe their instagram or something like that like i it i often just roll my eyes because i just know they don't really know <laughs> You like, you don't, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do in any, anywhere, any, anything you choose. Right. So like, I didn't know much about the world, the OnlyFans world when I got into it, but you just start to grow what you're comfortable with. Like, yeah, if you want to do porn, go for it. Like, that's totally there for you. But there's, there are people that are on there that are, um, not doing anything sexual <laughs> so I found some sort of like little middle ground where you know because I love you know I like to show off my physique in, in its different forms so it's I'm happy to share it and if somebody wants to pay to see it like why not I think that's great and if they have a request that is in in my wheelhouse and I feel comfortable with and they want to pay for it why not like and I think that that's like a nice safe outlet for them too right because like we don't know like if if i i just often think like if something if you if you if you have a strong desire for something and you stifle it like how is that going to manifest in your life in it maybe a negative way right and so if somebody comes to me with you know it might be a silly request but they you know want me to um pretend I'm Tarzan and Jane and <laughs> and you know to have my top off and like flex my pecs and stuff like that but like for whatever reason that like really speaks to them like really turns them on and that keeps them sane for a few days like I'm like happy to do that <laughs> like I don't know like I think it's kind of cool like, it's also kind of powerful it's like wow you really like like that that much oh okay <laughs> you know like that's cool well, you made the the operative word again. It, it's the escape, and a lot of people don't realize it's like, would you rather me be doing drugs and alcohol, or would you have me like a, a healthy escape? You know what I'm saying? Like for me, it's like yeah, for me, it's like you go to wrestling. LFC is my big escape, or just watching like pop culture stuff, or just going out there and staying active. Like you have to have that escape that's very positive, and somebody can really just really gravitate towards that. First off, it's awesome, but also the second. Also, I look at it from a stance too as well. There's a lot of talent on the indies who do local promotions for wrestling, and there's a couple. Of girls that have like the spicy side of things with the only fans and then people will roll their eyes i'm like 
if you're if that performer is on an event, why the hell do you care what they're doing over here? It does nothing to do with the wrestling event going on. Same with LFC. A lot of girls, the only fans, they may have some spicy content, but that has nothing to do with how they're presenting themselves on the event. That has nothing to do with the event itself. And people don't get that. They can't decide yeah. what to do. People need to realize that it's okay to be multifaceted. Yes. Like, God Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. Like, we can do different things. We can have multiple avenues. They can cross and they cannot as well. You know, it just like somebody, you know, might see me fighting and then also might want to join my OnlyFans because maybe they're into some muscle worship. And now they have two avenues to connect, you know, or somebody might see me fight and then like, maybe they they're not into OnlyFans and that's fine. They don't have to join it. And maybe somebody in my OnlyFans, like they don't care about wrestling. So they're not going to watch over here. And all of those things can exist. And it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's a thing. You don't have to watch it. And I'll add to you, amen to that. Like you don't have to watch the product if you don't want to. We're not forcing you, but there are people that do like the product. And I'll say this, don't ruin it for everybody. There's always that one person in said group that ruins it for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Just, I it, do. and I'll say this and excuse my language, but fuck that noise. That's all it is. It's, just, it's fuck that noise. You know what I'm saying? Stay right in this. Thank you. It's right in the space. And people just can't either decipher between the two. And a lot of people don't understand, like you mentioned, multifaceted. Like I like wrestling. I like LFC. I like pop culture. I like movies. I like this. I like that. You could be multifaceted. It's okay. Because not only is that a variety, it just shows that you have a lot to talk about and you knowledge is power. You take it all in and you absorb it. And a little offshoot of that, too, uh, you know, a lot of people that roll their eyes at OnlyFans girls are also on the Internet just um, perusing unethical and free porn anyway, which it's like, okay, well, just because something's free doesn't mean that it was sourced in a good way, doesn't mean that that model got paid, doesn't mean that they're receiving any benefits from it. You can, like, directly support somebody by going this path like I never understand that like you don't even have to pay that much you can pay a creator who's like actually spending their own time and their own money to create something for a small audience of people who who like it and like you can be supportive instead of like being secretive and you know only sourcing your porn or your your fetish in whatever way in a secret way it's like because you know people that are like loud about not liking sexual things online like are the most deviant kinds of people Oh, right. And and I think a lot of people don't need to really be secretive about it. We talk about letting the freak flag fly, but also at the same time, if you like it, enjoy yourself. Like we mentioned earlier in today's forum, be yourself. I'll use a pop culture example because I'm a pop culture nerd and I'm proud of it. Like when I was a kid, okay. see, okay, you, you agree, you understand. Cool. Here's the thing. When you're a kid and if you're a guy, like I love all music because there's so much music. Like we talk about arts, right? Like, I'll be honest with you. I like a little catchy Backstreet Boys or NSYNC, a little 98 degrees. Okay. But if you're a guy... Guys look at you like, come on, man. I'm like, what? It's music. Music is music. And then some people who are like that are also in denial. And these are the same people that when their boys are not around, they're blaring Backstreet's back, all right? They're putting on some bye bye bye. That's the thing. Like, that's why they're very secretive about it. So there's a lot of different ways that people are secretive and when they should just be more open about it and just be do you, you know? Do you. I agree. And it's like, as soon as I hear somebody like, as soon as somebody gets like has a strong opinion 
about something and they don't think somebody should be doing it or they want to make fun of something like the music maybe they oh you're like oh you you um you uh follow a lot of only fans girls or whatever it's like okay those are the people though <laughs> like that judgment is like you know they're just like they're doing the most and the worst stuff secretively like i just know it I don't even need to question that anymore. Anytime I have any kind of like pushback on it, I'm like, oh, you're doing something weird in your in your free time. So I don't even need to know what it is. I just know that it, that it is that. <laughs> oh, and, and for me, like, it's funny. Like I heard an interview. I don't even remember the girl's name because she made me mad when I was listening to it. And I'll be quite frank and blunt here. So I a lot of the girls in LFC have done some adult work and there's OnlyFans. There's such an array of people that I love about it, but they also are very serious and they apply their craft. And I include you in this because I can tell and I love your passion. Uh, I love the fact that the girl goes, it was something along the lines of like, oh, you know, women who do OnlyFans and stuff like that, they're not going to have a healthy marriage. And she was like, analyze, dissecting and deciphering relationships in this. And then like one adult entertainer and content creator spoke, she's like, well, actually, I'm in a marriage and my husband is full supportive of this. And, you know, we have a healthy marriage and yada, yada. Like, first of all, people need to realize, yes, they may do adult content and they may be married, but they still can have a healthy relationship. You know what I'm saying? You can expand in relationships. It's work. It's a job. And people can't, again, decipher or analyze what the hell we're talking about. You don't understand the world and the parallels that can really intertwine with said work. Exactly. And I think the people that that judge it the most, like that that woman that said that like i'm sure she has struggles in relationships right, right? it's like okay well the best <laughs> like yeah if you're gonna be if you're gonna be um making content like this and being in this world like and have a partner then you're probably actually a really good communicator <laughs> in your relationship so your your relationship actually might be better off than somebody that isn't doing those things because you've got to figure out how to work through these complicated emotions because at the beginning of the relationship you're going to have to be talking hey you know I do this this and this are you okay with that well maybe the other person doesn't know and so you got to like work through what that looks like um you know that's a a practice of trust and communication and like very reasonably could only be getting stronger within the relationship so right it's a foundation it's a foundation relationships are about connections and foundations and if you build that foundation on honesty and upfrontness and bluntness it leads to that and i mean even if they don't know you can work through it but I also look at it from a stance too as well some men like that you can look at it from the sensual side of things you can bring it to the bedroom and there's a lot of open couples out there and i mean if that's how you want to live that's cool you know what i'm saying you can bring people together that way there's there's just so many layers to this and i think i wish people can really understand like we're talking about in today's form and people can just really like understand that but i mean people are going to be do what they do and you know haters are going to hate and players are going to play if you want to go that realm from it but it is what it is you know and i think that's what makes what we do as people very unique and very interesting because if we were all the same and we all agreed it would be a pretty boring world right be a very boring world and uh you know that's just not the scene for me i've always been into i've always like walked a line where i want to like you know i'll i'll uh i'll have my semi-conservative uh side uh at some times but then i i want to walk that like little bit my toe foot leg into this risque slightly fringe side and i've always been this way 
And, you know, like to me, like that's what makes life fun. I've traveled all over the world. I've had so many different experiences. I've met so many different people and, you know, worked all sorts of types of jobs and just been in all these different avenues that like, to me, like I, I'm the type of person that I want to, I just want to experience everything, right? At least one time, like at least once I just got to know, like I got to have the firsthand experience and like the people, you know, I don't know, but if we were all prudes, like, uh, imagine how boring that would be. <laughs> no, thank you. Not from me. <laughs> Not me either. Like I was, I'm very open to learning and I'm also very open giving people platforms to tell their stories. And I mean, there's a lot of interesting people out there. I mean, if we could talk about with this interview, you over here with your fly, no lie attitude, rocking it, styling, profiling. Yes. And just like I said, there's a lot that encompasses your personality. And I think as we come towards the end of the show, folks, uh, life is an art form. We're all applying our crafts, continue to apply it in amazing craft in amazing fashion as you do Miss muscle, Marilyn. Um, before we close this out, first and foremost, round two, we definitely have to have you back on for the show. I'd love to have you back. It's such a delight speaking with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. You just let me know when and we'll make it happen. Right on. Now, before we do close this out, I always love to ask this. So within your journey, like we touched upon today, and you being the certified personal trainer that you are, and really just doing your thing in OnlyFans, what advice do you have to give to males, females, or just people just in general that want to take that journey path, that want to be a content creator, and really showcase themselves from an imagery standpoint, an internal X point, and an external X point? Uh, what advice would you give them? Um, well, that's a good question. I would say literally just start it. Just do it. Like it, the the beginning of the journey can be as small as it needs to be. You don't need to jump in in some grandiose fashion. You're not going to be that good at it as, at first. Like, you know, I'm still learning and figuring things out and um, you can make your own content. You have a phone and a tripod, just like set it up, make some videos, like figure out your niche, your niche, just make a little Twitter. Like these are just fun things you can kind of do on the side. And it doesn't even have to be like, it doesn't even have to be that thought out, (laughs) you know, just showcase yourself and just start. Like it can be small and you don't, you know, I know people talk about, Oh, she made 60 grand a month on OnlyFans. Okay. Well, you're not going to do that right away. Okay. Like just gonna just be like, okay, I want to get like one sub to start. Let's see how that works. Oh, okay. It worked easily. Great. And then you just grow it from there. And some people are going to judge you. And I can, you know, and say that when I started, you know, I felt some of that judgment from other people and I felt a little bit uncomfortable about it, but you know, as I just kept going and staying on my path, that feeling of, their judgment just bothered me less and less. And I think that's just what it will be for you as well. You know, like, you know, fuck what other people say (laughs) to hell with them. Just do you, if you want to do it, just dive in, just do it. Beautifully and eloquently said and bluntly said with the fuck whatever, fuck what anybody says, just fuck it all. Fuck to the left, fuck to the right, spin around, go fuck yourself tonight. The bluntness, I can feel it coming and radiating for you. That's what it is in the end, right? Like, Oh yeah. If you don't just, do it then if you're held back by the judgment of others then you're gonna live a life that you know doesn't feel full to yourself so why why do that to yourself no no (laughs) 
Right. And no fucks given, but also at the same time, I'll make a pop culture reference. One last one here. It's like in sync with their with the, one of their highest grossing albums and the title of it. You're living your life with no strings attached. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yes, I want the in sync route. Before we do close this out, first and foremost, you are rocking and rolling on the social media. Where can we follow you? Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans. Where can we follow you? Promote the links. Yeah, so my Instagram is uh, at Muscle Marilyn. Same with my Twitter and same with my OnlyFans. So you can find me on there. Um, I am happy to take DMs, but I do request that you pay tribute to my cash app first before you send me a DM, which is also at Muscle Marilyn. So. All right. Fair enough. The links will be in the description. I like your style, business savvy, but hey, I'm open. That's how you have to be, folks. First and foremost, I love it. Well, here's the thing. People don't that you love me first right no i get it and i love how you put that show that you love me first even though you do love me but that's the thing that people don't realize like the other side of it it's a business business folks it's like anything in life it's a business yeah exactly we make an exchange (laughs) two agreed upon things (laughs) absolutely so links will be in the description um i gotta ask as well because it is a very popular form of social media do you tick and do you talk do you do the tiktok or no so I do have a TikTok, but I haven't made any content on it yet. But I am on there as Muscle Marilyn, but I'm a creep and I just I just scroll. <laughs> I haven't made any TikToks yet, but maybe it's coming. Maybe that's uh maybe as my as my fighter persona uh starts to get created and built, so that will be a platform for me. You know, it's funny because I had the same conversation with Tomiko the Temptress Tajima and folks, Tomiko's a very popular uh, fighter and very popular in the session community and as a content creator. She's like, yeah, I made a TikTok. There's only like a little something, something in there. And what I love about it too as well, and I think it is just because why it is a popular social media form, you think of it more as like, okay, we're going to have filters and we're going to have the stitches and the duets and we're just, there's like a lot of dance videos and stuff. Like, I think as we get older, it's more for like the teenage generation, but it is a... It is a very popular form of social media to promote yourself. That's a plus of it, in a, to a sense. It is, and because of the way the algorithm is structured, it is easier to get seen and and go viral. If you're, you know, if you find you're an audience and you have, you find your voice and you find your audience, and that could be a, that's a good space for people. And I'm watching it and seeing it. I just haven't quite figured out exactly how I want to utilize it yet. That's the only reason I haven't posted, but. It's coming, I'm sure. (laughs) I will say this with social media. Like, I mean, threads is a new thing now, but it's like connected with your Instagram, which I get why people do it. I'm not on it, but yeah, whatever. And I mean, the spiciness that like, you know, our beloved, not safe for work, Twitter, you know what that is. And like, that is the space for us. And I don't know. I don't know if Threads is there yet. So I haven't posted a lot on there yet because I'm like, I don't know. I'm still sussing it out. <laughs> Fair enough. And, it, and it's interesting now as a as the host and as a podcast host, I think a lot of podcasters can agree with me. Like there's so much social media out there now. And I'm sorry, but I'm still going to say this. I refuse to call Twitter X because a lot of people, I, I can't do it. I, I, can't, I can't do it. When the I- updated on my phone i was like what the hell is this <laughs> like what is this <laughs> i don't used to laugh but it's so true like there's a lot of people that tweeted like what the hell is x like <laughs> like give me my like old cartoony logo back please <laughs> I don't, this is too posh 
for me. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. But yes, the social media is only in the description. And one final thing before I do the outro here. Um, do you have any final words for the LFC fans, the LFC faithful for when that debut comes? Do you have any final words for the lingerie fighting championships fans? <laughs> oh, baby, get ready for Muscle Maryland. She's coming with a with a passion and a fire. So <laughs> can't wait to see you in the ring. <laughs> That right there, first of all, love it. And also, I look at it from a stance as well. If this was the 80s and Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling was still around, that is a glow promo right there, man. That yes. <laughs> Oh, I would have loved to do that. Oh, man, that was a glow promo. As soon as you said that, I have images of Hollywood and Vine. and <laughs> I, I would have been uh, great in that era, so... We'll be great in this era. <laughs> Absolutely. And folks, if you want to check out Lingerie Fighting Championships, which you should, get on that. Because if you're not, then, well, you're you're left behind. You don't want to be left behind. You want to be right in the front for it. You want to be right up front, if you will. So check out LFCFights.com. Check out Twitter, LFC underscore fights, fights underscore LFC on Instagram. We are ticking and we are talking on TikTok LFC Fights. You can check out this show on LFCFights.com on the VIP section, which will be a part of the upcoming seasons. You can check it out on Roku. So if you got yourself a Roku TV, check out the LFC Network. Gives you Exposed, gives you this podcast, and a lot of great content, if you will. And you could just check us all out on the Lingerie Fighting Championships official pages. And as I always say to end this show, it's not just the name of this podcast. It is a mindset, beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. And Muscle Maryland, I include you in those sentiments. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.